standby passengers, see me at the podium of your city center. Non-Rev Lounge is a travel and aviation podcast. Monique, Laura, and Tyler are three friends that work for a major airline as gate agent, flight attendant, and ramp worker. During this podcast, they will discuss using their flight benefits to travel the world as well as talk about things that happen at work. They have guests on almost every week to share their travels and stories, leaving tips on the best places to travel or things to do. Enjoy. Welcome to the Non-Rev Lounge. I'm Monique. I'm Tyler. I'm Lara. Hello, hello. We've got all three of us here today, and we've got a special guest with us as well. But Lara is out of town, actually, so we're recording kind of separate today, so it's a little different. It's kind of fun. I'm in Richmond, Virginia. What are you doing in Richmond? I'm in Richmond visiting my daughter, Erin. You talked about going out there to see her. Yeah, she lives in Richmond. She went to school here, and then she decided to stay because she was offered a job, and she has lots of friends here, and someday I'm going to move here. Maybe. Yeah. You tried, to, you tried to buy a house there recently, didn't you? And it I was did. like super I did. expensive. I did. I went $60,000 over the asking price, Holy but it ended Moses. up selling for 250000 more. Are you serious? Yeah, so, so then we just took a step back, and we thought, okay, we'll wait a while. <laughs> Holy crap. That's so expensive. Yeah, their market is not that different than ours. Wow, though. All right, so you landed from London, and then you flew out there. How long were you home before you got back on a plane? Um, just 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's okay, because I really, I enjoy being out here with her. Yeah, so you got on a flight at like super early in the morning, and you'd sent us a snap, and you'd got an X-Zero seat, right? Oh, it was lovely. Even though it was a middle seat, it was lovely. That's what I was like. That's wasted on Laura. She's not that tall. She doesn't need the extra leg room. Yeah, I love snapping you too. Okay, I knew <laughs> I knew you were awake because you were coming to work. Did you get any of those donuts in the break room? I saw those in there, and I thought I bet those are from Laura, but I didn't they know had, who they were from. They had the non rev lounge business card on top. Oh, did they? I, yeah, I, I put that on top of all of my gifts. Oh, you're sweet. Did you get coffees with Bailey's? No, I actually slept the whole time. <laughs> Well, you probably, that's what I was thinking. You're going to be trash because you landed after coming back from London. Yeah, like I said, and it was such a quick turnaround. It was quick. Were the gate I, agents good to you? They were really nice. It was that nice guy again, the one that's been there forever. Oh, yeah, Scott, I think. Yeah, he's super nice. And I brought my bag with my face on it. So I don't know how that went on the ramp, but how they liked it on the ramp or not, but it was fun bringing that. But it made it this time? Yeah, and the gate age or the ticket counter agent actually took the promo code down so that she could get one herself. Oh, very isn't that, cool. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember last week when we were talking about Staff Traveler and how what a cool app it is so you can get your non-rev loads? And all you have to do is go to stafftraveler.com slash non-rev lounge, and then you're entered in to a raffle each week for 50 credits. Yeah, it was nice they gave it to our listeners. So cool. That's really credits. Cool. That's a nice chunk right there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so easy to use or to even download because they have an app. And our friend Brenda that was just on with us. Yeah. Yeah, she was just here with us and we were kind of explaining to her the app. And so she got on and within like, I'd say less than two minutes, she'd uploaded her picture and was all signed up for it and everything. And it took a day or two to get approved. But yeah, she's all set and ready to go already. Yeah, because she's sending you the, say, hey, look, I got it. But it was quick. Because they have the app on, say, Apple. OSI and Android. And Android. So they have both of those apps on there. And so she got on the app real quick. Got it. Like Unicorn. I, I accidentally uploaded a picture of her that she wasn't she wasn't happy with. But it, they accepted it. Yeah, because they, they said you, almost anything. Just kind of prove that you're not just a random person, but you're 
something affiliated that has yeah. benefits. Yeah. Even like we can do our parents. They don't have a badge. They we can do my kids. Because, well, you could just go on like your airline page that shows the name when you're listing them. And I mean, it's got their name with your airlines thing and they'll approve that. So it doesn't have to be like I sent mine in my the badge. And that's why I was sitting in the break room this last week. And I have a friend, Kelly, then he commutes to Phoenix as a ramper, which is kind of uncommon, I think. Yeah. I do too. But he also has a, he works a system where he comes like twice a month. He, that's perfect. Yeah. And, but he, he says, our flights are full all the time. So I said, well, do you use the app? And I kind of pulled up and I showed him real quick how to do it and got him all set up real quick. Cause he was like, oh, he said, I asked him, I said, how do you, how do you, how do you know? And he goes, oh, I just do it on Facebook. And I said, that's a hassle. And he said, yeah, it's, and I, I showed him out. He was like, oh yeah, this is so much better. Yeah, 50 credits, that's going to last him two years oh, yeah, if, if, he all, yeah. if all he does is go back and forth from El Paso and Phoenix. But just the fact that he has that access and, I mean, he gets those loads so fast now when he puts them in. So that's well, really I, nice to him. And I have to admit that when I use Staff Traveler, it's kind of a little bit addictive. So you end up like, oh, okay, I can do this. I can do that on that. I noticed I've used it like, I was telling you guys, so Kelsey has said she's a gate agent in Columbus yeah. and she's been really supportive of this show. She's been flying everywhere, so we got to have her on our show, Sue. But she said she's going to come to Dork- Dorkfest with us. And so as soon as he, she said, I pulled up Staff Traveler and I said, put it in the cities, Columbus, LA, just to see what the options were, just to see. And I, I do that all the time just to kind of see when, when our flights are because it lists them all. And See, it's addictive. It's nice. It kind of lays it off. I'm yeah. on there all the time, so it's, I think so. Because you shared it on the flight recently. Oh, I did. So I had a, um, two non-revs up, up front, and I uh, we were talking about, the embargo out of London. And he said, I said, well, how are you going to get back? And we're talking. He says, well, I said, have you tried the Straff Traveler app? Because it's it's amazing. And he goes, he goes, oh, well, we're the, the world's largest airline. And I go, well, it doesn't matter because someday you're going to get stuck. Yeah. You're going to want to look at other 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 options. And so I wrote it down for him on a piece of paper. And later on in the flight, I came back. He goes, so, you know, I looked that up. And he goes, and I signed up for it. He goes, this is a great, it's a great app. It's really fun. It's fun to look through. Yeah. Well, he's going to be real grateful that one time he gets stuck he in, is oh, yeah. be real in Knoxville or something like that. And he has got to figure we, out how to get home. We've said before, like, we would, we prefer to fly on our own airline as much as we could just because it's free. There's our flights aren't always when you want to fly. And also, our flights are full a lot. Our flights are full. So, you, yeah, you can get those lucky times, but it's a such a good feature to have. I know. I love that. If you guys haven't already, get on and yeah. do that. Stafftraveler.com slash lounge. I love Staff Traveler. It's a great app. So why don't you introduce us to your, our guest, your daughter? The reason why I think my daughter would be a good guest is because she's the ultimate travel brat. Erin, why don't you tell us how you got started in aviation? Say hello to our guests. Hello. I'm Erin. I'm Laura's daughter. It's a... Uh, my crowning moment. Anyway, <laughs> I was lucky enough to grow up with not one but two airline flight attendant parents, which has been great because I've been traveling since the day I was born, basically. She was, I think, three weeks old and Dave had a long overnight in Portland and I brought her on the trip. Oh. It was super fun. So you've only known flying standby then, really? Correct. We've never really been on a long road trip other than to hike out to California. And when people are like from the East Coast, they're like, oh, we just drive the 14 hours from Richmond down to, you know, Fort Lauderdale. It's no big deal. I'm like, absolutely not. I will be on a plane. I'll catch you guys there. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I've only had benefits for what, eight or nine years now. And my limit is like three hours. Anything drive longer than three hours. I'm like, a plane's got to get me there. 
That's what we're doing. Exactly. Last summer when I took the kids to San Diego, the six hours, it was miserable. It was so long. I was like, <laughs> oh, never again. <laughs> so you've talked about your son, too, because you have a son and a daughter. And they both yeah. aged out of your benefits, right? Officially. They did eventually age out. But our air... But they're both on your benefits still. Yes, because our airline, since both my husband and I work for the same airline, they allow us to pick someone else to be our travel companion. So I have Aaron as my travel companion, and my husband has our son, Drew. That's very cool. So do they ever sit down with you and say, just so you know, you can't quit? Because if one of you quits, exactly. you lose it, right? <laughs> my daughter has. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, though, I have to tell you that I think my kids have used my club benefits way more than me. Because you didn't even go this trip, did you? No, she did. I, did you I did. I did. I did sneak in there for 40 minutes. Just because I gave you crap? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's, I said, I don't have time. And he goes, I think you do. And I'm like, oh, okay, I did. <laughs> and I stole a whole bunch of um, chocolate-covered uh, raisins. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't see those before. Those seemed new. Least, yeah, they were new. But they're raisins? Yeah, yeah, and then the malted balls. Like Whoppers? Yeah. I need to go to more clubs. Yeah. Well, we still need to do our club tour, Mo. That would, that would be fun, Brittany? yeah. You mean Brittany? Yeah, that would be fun to do. Yeah. So, Aaron, your brother th- says that I'm a narcissist. What do you think? <laughs> Medically speaking, I would say you don't technically qualify for that. See. So I'm going to say no. There are probably some other disorders we could throw at you. <laughs> <laughs> Along with all of us, but no, narcissist, no. See, and she's a physician, a physician's assistant, so she knows. So I'm not a narcissist. Tyler! <laughs> it's got to be like this spectrum of narcissism, right? Like little Lola, she's also on the spectrum. Yeah. She loves to see herself in the phone. <laughs> like if someone, if someone gets a bag, a suitcase, and puts their face on it and wheels it through, that's, that's, gotta that's be awesome. Some, some sort of level of narcissism. <laughs> It's funny. I thought it was funny. <laughs> it is funny. I like it. No, I think it's great. At least we have you listen to our show. When are you going to even listen to our show? Yeah. But but Aaron, you do? I do. I, I put it on while I'm cleaning the house usually. So I've got a question for Aaron. Do you remember your first solo flight without your parents? I don't. Do you remember going to Prescott to visit your grandparents? Yeah. Okay. That, that I do remember. So I guess my first flight was probably that little... It's like 15 minute flight from Phoenix to Prescott and my grandparents would meet me on the other side in that little tiny Prescott airport. You did send me up and back on that a few times. Dash eight, baby, dash eight. (laughs) (laughs) How old were you, remember? About? It was before Drew. It could be both. So she was three. It was just you though (laughs) that went. Right. It was just me that went. So I must have been five, three. Yeah. No, you you had to be five. Laura was counting down the days till you were five. Yeah. You right. could be a, be a UM. Yeah, because she had to be a UM. It was fun. One time I had I had a long Burbank overnight, and Dave and the kids came, and I had matching aprons from our old airline that had their names, you know, embroidered on them. And Aww. I gave them, yeah, and I gave them trash bags, and they went up and down the aisle picking up the trash nice. from <laughs> Phoenix to Burbank. And then I have a cute little picture of them sitting on the back jump seat, all buckled in the back jump seat together. It was, yeah, it's super cute. And then afterwards, all the passengers gave him a little clap. You know, child Aww. labor. Child labor. Free child labor. Yeah. It, w- it was pretty fun. Poor thing. But that's where she started working on the plane. Doing trash. First but- job. <laughs> so after growing up with two parents as flight attendants, were you like, no way? Or did you ever consider doing airline stuff? 
oh my gosh, I wanted to be a flight attendant so bad. I graduated from college and I was like, this is it. I'm going to be a flight attendant. You guys were hiring. It was great. And my mom said, absolutely not. Oh, really? Yeah. I had just graduated in her defense with a degree in neuroscience and I had planned to go to PA school and then I got a bee in my bonnet and was like, oh, never mind. I'm just going to travel. And she was like, oh, no, you started working for this. You're going to finish. <laughs> she had applied for her master's program. So I'm like, oh, no, you finished that. It was a good decision looking back on it. But man, sometimes I wish I could just pick up and go. <laughs> sometimes yeah, she-, she she says I stunted that part of her. So I feel bad, but I'm still giving you my benefits. Oh, yeah. I have the best of both worlds. Do you feel like you love to travel as much as your mom? A lot of flight attendants that have been working for a few years, they kind of don't seem like they use the benefits as often. But I mean, Lara, you travel quite a bit still, other than your work trips. I mean, you still use the benefits. So do you have that that love to travel still? Or is it just kind of, it's nice to have the benefits? No, I would love to use it. I I mostly use it right now for the discount. You love to use it for what? I use it now mostly for the discount on full fare tickets because my job is kind of wonky right now. But I would like to eventually just be able to do a little bit more of a on and off with my job so that I could travel more and or work afar. You know, and she's been a bridesmaids in like six weddings the last two years. And so she's really used that 20%. Makes a big difference. Yeah, that's a good little deal, really. Well, yeah, she- if you need to be places and you, you know, you can confirm yourself. Yeah, the discount's nice to have. Yeah, and she's a platinum pro. Aren't you platinum pro now? I'm gold. Okay, never mind. Just gold. <laughs> well, that's a, my in-laws that we had on the first season. They're on my benefits because my parents are on Monique's. And they use the discount more than they do just actually not. They would love to be able to, but they, they have to be to places. And so having that 20% off is a big deal for them. That's a deal. But hopefully now that we're getting towards the fall, flights will start opening up a little bit. So a few weeks ago, we talked about taking your shoes off on the flight. And we put a poll up on social media. And it was a lot more split than I thought it was. But yeah. there was two people that were definite keep your shoes on the whole flight. And they were your kids. Both my kids said that, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they were very well trained. Safety keep first. Keep your shoes on. Oh, yeah. No, I don't do the shoe, the no shoe thing. Even, even in a lay flat seat when you're like laying down sleeping? Yep. Shoes are on. <laughs> Got to make a quick getaway. From what? Is it crazy Fire? flight attendant? Yeah. In case something happens. Okay, so I must have scared my children. I think, yeah, that came from you. I know. And I wouldn't let them wear flip-flops through security, even though it would be easier for them. It's like, well, you know, you wear closed-toe shoes. And socks, because you don't want to take off your shoes and not have socks on. Yeah. Okay, so. (laughs) That's from you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't I scarred you. That's funny. Well, and the other night I was crawling into the bunk, and one of my... The other flight attendant I was working with, she listens to the podcast and she goes, are you taking your shoes off or are you keeping them on? I go, I go, I think I'm going to keep them on because it's kind of cold in here. <laughs> so Laura's been telling us about this trip that you took for as long as I think I have known you. You said, you've got to have Aaron on. You got to tell us about this trip. So why don't you tell us about the trip you guys took and the, the crazy getting there? Oh, man. So I graduated from PA school in the summer of 2019 and 
my brother had just turned 21 or he was about to turn 22. And I was like, you know what? We should take a trip together. Just the two of us. And so we looked at the map. and That's cute that you guys yeah. want to take a trip just together. Yeah. We work well together. Yeah. They're five years apart. I think that helps. Yes. But we looked at the map and we decided we were going to go to Spain. We found a trip. And because we grew up with my mother, we only do the tour style trips. So we found a tour style trip with 18 to 35 year olds and we were set. And then we we were like, okay, how are we going to get there? Obviously, we're going to fly standby. So we ended up flying from Phoenix to Miami, Miami to Barcelona. And both ways, I finagled it so that we could get the lay flat seats. Nice. You would have been so proud of her, Mo. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we ended up flying. For some reason, our flight was delayed out of Phoenix. And we left Phoenix. And we ended up, we were supposed to have, I think, two hours connecting from Miami onto the next flight to get to Barcelona. And we ended up having horrible weather over Miami. And we circled around the airport for over an hour. And it was crazy because... Dave was watching it, my husband Dave, and so he kept sending me flight aware things. I was working, and he kept saying, they're not going to miss our connection, and kept sending me (laughs) pictures of them circling, and the same thing had happened the day before to that same flight, and so my husband's like, was just beside himself, and I'm trying to remain calm (laughs) and work, but the kids keep circling, and it's getting closer and closer. And And I'm freaking out, and Drew and I are in not seated together on the flight from Phoenix to Miami. It was full. And so he's in a middle seat. I'm in a middle seat. And I'm trying to talk over other people telling him, okay, (laughs) don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. If we can't get there on that flight, this is why we left early. Like, don't worry, we'll figure it out. But also freaking out internally, like, oh my gosh, we're going to be stuck in Miami. It's There's horrible weather. What if we can't get back out? What if we can't make it on our trip? And as it got closer and closer, Dave was looking up the trip and there were a bunch of non-revs behind Aaron and Drew because they had used their D1s. We had used our D1s and we were through passengers. Yeah, D1Ts. So they started releasing seats. And I think oh. there were like six seats up in the pods. And they started releasing seats and they released four seats in the pods and then started releasing seats in the back of the airplane, keeping two seats in the pods open. And then they were releasing them to people behind Aaron and Drew on the list and meanwhile i'm thinking can we actually have a gate agent in miami that's cosnigan of this and and holding those two pod seats for them but i was like what is happening and i was scared that they were going to lose their pod seats because that's what they they had planned that whole trip around the pod seat so we finally land in miami and i flip my phone on because i'm trying now to figure out okay where are we going next how are we gonna figure this out because the gate is I feel like the flight was supposed to close in like 30 minutes and we had just landed and I, we were in the back because we're standby and the middle seat's in the back. A3, A321. Right. And we're still taxiing. We're nowhere near the jetway. And so I flip on my phone and I get like an unknown call coming through. And for some reason I answer it, which I'm notorious somebody's, about. Somebody's calling her. Yeah. And I'm really notorious about not answering those phone calls. But I did. I answered it and it was the gate agent in Miami saying, hey, where are you guys? I saw that you guys just landed. I said, okay, we're in the back of the plane. We are still taxiing. And he goes, I am going to hold your seats, but I can only hold your seats for another, I want to say it was like 20 minutes. He's like, and then I got to release them. I got to close the doors. And he goes, I know you just landed. Just get here as fast as you can. And so I hang up. I'm looking at Drew. I'm like, 
still freaking out. Like, we have to get off this plane. We have to find the gate. Did you tell him I'm, that was the gate agent? We right, gotta go. Yes. I leaned over my, you know, my person in the aisle. He's leaning over his person in the aisle. We're trying mm-hmm. to talk to each other. I'm like, hey, that's a gate agent. They have our seats. Like, we just got to get out of here as fast as possible. And he's like, okay, I'm on it. So everyone around me has now figured out that we're stressed. And so we land and, you know, everyone's stressed. We're late. Yeah. We, we land and everyone let us off first. They all. And it was so cool. And we were way in the back and we got all the way off the plane and I have a carry on. Drew has a carry on and then we both have backpacks. And I look up where we're supposed to go and it's like half a mile away. You know how big the Miami airport is? <laughs> I had no idea. So far away. And so Drew takes my my rollerboard. He's got his rollerboard. He, he takes off running he, with his all of his energy. And I'm just trying so hard to keep up. We ran, <laughs> according to my watch, we ran half a mile to the gate. And we got there. We were the last ones in the boarding area. Everyone was on the plane. And the gate agent was like, oh, good. You guys made it. And it so stressful. But we got on the plane and I was in like, the pods. we're in pods. We weren't seated together, but I was like, I don't care. We're on the plane. I don't yeah. care if I'm sitting in the bathroom. I'm on the plane. And meanwhile, in Phoenix, Dave and I are like, woo, they made it. <laughs> right. Everyone was stressed, but we're on the plane. I'm like trying to get situated. And I'm a bundle of nerves. And so he's on the other side. I'm on one side. And I had recently started dating this guy and he was on the same time zone now. And so it's like six o'clock at night on a a Friday or something. And I was like, oh, he's going out with his friends or he's going to be busy. Like I wanted to shoot him a text in between and say, hey, I'm on my way to Barcelona. I'm going to be out of commission for the next six hours or whatever. So I put my phone down on the side on top of the pillow that they give you, you know, in the nice first class seat. She's in the window seat. And yeah, that's, I guess, is pertinent to the story. I'm in the window seat. Drew's in the window seat on the other side. I put my phone on top of the pillow and I swing my back around with my backpack on to go to put it down underneath the seat or above the seat. And in that process, my phone slips between the window and the seat. And it's just immediately gone. Like an abyss. It's dark down there. They're like, we're taxiing out to the runway. I'm like, okay, I got to sit down. We'll figure this out later. I'm like, oh, it's just under the seat. No big deal. Not the pods. Yeah. It's not. It was not under the seat. Against the fuselage. It's so gone. I can hear it when I'm pinging it with my watch. I can hear it, but I can't see it. I'm freaking out. Because it's got her credit cards in it and her ID. Right. I'm a millennial, so I keep my credit card, my ID, my debit card, my health insurance card, everything on the back of my phone. Because if I'm going to lose it, might as well lose it all. (laughs) It's gone. And I'm like, we're going to a foreign country. I can't get to anything. So Drew comes over. You start to cry. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm a mess. (laughs) I will admit this. I'm a mess. I've been stressed out enough as it is already that day. We're finally supposed to be relaxing. I didn't get to talk to the boy that I like. And now my phone is missing with all my credit cards and my my ID. And we're going on to a foreign country. (laughs) And I'm in charge of my brother. And and Drew's texting us saying Aaron's crying. And we're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) These happy tears, they made it. Come on. Yeah, what is that poor guy he came over drew came over and he's trying to calm me down he's rubbing my back he's like we'll just well l- let me see if i can get under there so drew's trying to crawl under the seat there's just so everyone's aware there is no opening to that little area you can't get to it so we give up the flight attendants see us like trying to figure out what to do and they're like oh like we can get that for you when we land 
we'll just have maintenance come on yeah. and pull everything apart, whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh, if my mom hadn't just told me this story about some guy doing this on her flight to London. And I'm, here I am doing the same stupid thing, losing my phone in the middle of this trans- transatlantic fight, trying to get to Barcelona. So my brother, who's the sweetest, bought Wi-Fi with his phone and gave me his phone for the whole flight so that I could text the boy that I liked. Aww. Which is her boyfriend now, Connor. Right. <laughs> yes, so, Lars, but- you spent all your time training on keeping your shoes on, so you didn't train where to put your phone? <laughs> right. Correct. <laughs> and when, when they landed in Barcelona, they had to have maintenance come to get her phone out. Yeah, and then they tried to deplane us, and I was like, I'm absolutely they- not going anywhere without my cell phone. Yeah, so she waited and saw maintenance take apart the, fo- the seat to get her phone. But you got it back, though. We got it oh, back, yeah. and it was a fabulous trip. It was so fun. And then no, no hiccups on the way home. And You know, it's Contiki tours. Have you ever heard of those? Uh-uh. They're designed for people 18 to 35. And they're around. They do like the sightseeing and the things that you want to do, like the big major things that you want to hit. But then there's also a bunch of nightlife included. And so it was super fun. It's kind of for singles. Yeah. So that's where you met that one guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they went to Ibiza. Was that pretty? Isn't that an island off it? Yeah. We took a ferry over to Ibiza. It was beautiful. So when you were traveling with your brother... Did people treat you like you were a couple? Because Monique and I got out that all the time. They were right when we were. Oh yeah. When Monique and I were trying, it was always like, "Do you two want to be?" It's like, "No, no, we're we're just siblings." But did you guys get that? Yeah, the people think we're always dating. I'm like, we look the same. We're we're literally they a boy look, and a girl version. They do look alike, <laughs> but so do you guys too, kind of. You know? Yeah, that's what we thought. Uh, was, other than the hair, <laughs> well, we both have that fa- that male look. Oh my gosh. It's, it is the facial hair that does it. I know you guys know so well it helps so, for me. So, Monique, would you ever do that? I mean, as far as like the... Go on a trip with you? Yes. <laughs> she, the, the gate agent called the non-rev. Oh. Or, and also, like, they went way out of their way. It's a little different on the international flights. You do usually, they'll go a little... Like, we've called people going to London before. Oh, really? And been like, where are you? We need to close the door kind of thing. Oh, wow. Especially if okay. you know they're connected because you know they're there. Yeah. It's like, not like they listed, but they didn't show up. Like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, especially if they're like, connecting. That's really cool. I, I wonder if there was people that were sitting in the back that were just like, close the door. Because they knew there was two seats up there. You know, like, there was like, I mean, like, more non-revs. They're like, close it, close it, close it. Then Or see, were the passengers on that Phoenix flight that were like, how come the gate didn't call me? <laughs> I put my phone number in my reservation. <laughs> Yeah, they were calling the non-revs and not the full fare passengers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I thought that was just so cool of that gate agent, you know, to be so cosmic of the fact that we want those pods, that we chase those pods. Yeah, that is very cool. So then about mm, six months later, I'm working a flight as a flight attendant from Punta Cana to Miami. And I'm sitting in uh, my seat for landing. And there was this cute non-rev young man sitting in front of me and so we're chatting and he goes yeah I'm a Miami gate agent we're chatting away and I'm asking I said you know what I just love those Miami gate agents I go let me tell you this story and so I told him the story and I didn't tell him the city pairs or anything like that and I said these were my kids and the whole how he held the pod seats for and he go, he looked at me he goes was that from Phoenix was that a flight from Phoenix it was, and was it a boy and a girl I go yes he goes that was me I called oh, your daughter wow. it was so cool that's and awesome that is my luck, though, to bump into, you know, because I was telling him how great they were. And then it turned out to be him. How weird it's amazing. is that? Yeah. I would take and the why- credit, too, though. If someone was telling me that story, I was like, that was me. They're like, you work on the ramp. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> let me get what, you a little. <laughs> that's really cool. Let, you got to beat him though. Yeah. Oh, it was really cool. I'm like, let me get you a little um, vomit bag full of minis. That's a thank you. <laughs> How did those get in there? That's weird. <laughs> so tell us about your trip a little bit. What, what you getting there? But what did you do? You said it was a singles. What I mean, what did you do when you were on that trip? Tell them about the Australians. Oh, man. So. We started in Barcelona. I think we did two, Drew and I did two nights in Barcelona. They went, we like did a flamenco show. We saw, we we did the La Sagrada Familia. He and I, Drew and I, because we were there a day early, did a lot of other things that we had seen last. And we went to the beach, things like that. But churros and chocolate. Yeah, we ate lots of churros and chocolate. And then I drank too much sangria the first night of the tour. And Drew had to hold my hair. Poor guy. But we did, you know, the touristy things in Barcelona and then we drove down and took a ferry to Ibiza and then in, in Ibiza it was like they had set up a beach club day for us and a swimming day and they took us down to the beach and meanwhile they're snapping Dave and I the whole time and we're just so excited they're having such a good time so then oh yeah so th- halfway through the trip mom and dad are like you know what we love you guys so much we're so excited that you guys get along so well and we're proud of you, Aaron, for graduating. And Drew, you're almost done with college. Like, this will be your guys' graduation trip. And Drew and I looked at each other like, ooh, mom and dad are paying to the ATM. <laughs> <laughs> and they had bottle service that night. We, yep. We went to an Ibiza club and ordered bottle service because I knew I was going to have a little bit of extra money in my bank account. Smart. But, Celebrate. Yeah, we did Ibiza and then we did Toledo and, and they Madrid. Met, they met this great group of Australian kids. Mm-hmm. That they became good friends with. Yeah, we did a lot of like little biking tours, things like that. Uh, we did a paella making class. So it wasn't just it all was about fun. drinking. But the, the, this was that, that tour that you did. You set up with the, what is that, 18 to 35? 18 to 35, yeah. Contiki. Cool. Is it like a dating thing or just young singles? It was a little bit of everyone. There were a couple couples on the trip. Okay. All of the places we stayed at for this tour, the way it was designed, it was all hostile living. So it was like me and six girls. In a room? And, yes, in a room. And bef- the first Sounds night, hot. they messed up and thought I was a boy because I'm Aaron. Even though it's spelled E-R-I-N, they thought I was a male. And so I was in the boys' bunk with Drew, and he was not happy about that. He was like, we got to get you into the girls' bunk. <laughs> Did you actually stay, stay the night in the boys' bunk? Uh-huh. That's so weird. Did it stink? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boys are gross. Very cool. That's what, personally, I maybe Laura Monique. I love it when people use my benefits because it kind of makes it worth more of. I mean, when I work, I get to use them. I use them all the time. But when my parents or my kids or other people can use them, it just so that would be really cool if my kids would, when they get older and they're still in that, have benefits, but adults, you know, before, just to say, hey, we're gonna go to Europe. Like that'd be awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I trust them right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> Jakey could do it. Well, he could go to London. He could take that he, nonstop. A, yeah. <laughs> Jakey has his passport now, so. Yeah. Yeah, he could do it. But, uh, yeah, that, that's cool that you guys just said, we're just going to Europe. And I had a friend growing up, and his dad was the vice president for Delta. and Wow. And so he would just hop on flights all the time. Like one time we were supposed to spend time with him. And then he didn't get a hold of us, and all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, I just landed in Cincinnati." He just hopped a flight, and to us it was like, "What?" Like, but it was so normal for him. Just uh, he was just out of high school, but old enough that hopping a flight was just a normal thing for him. And mm-hmm. and so that's really cool. And I'm 
We'll see if my kids are like that if they're kind of like social, awkward homebodies. Well, Ali Joe already flew up to Flagstaff and back. Flagstaff. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I'm never making that drive again. I was like, get it, girl. Well, for <laughs> yeah. a few more year- years. It's, a, it's the same amount of time about, but it's like flying is so much better than driving. Well, yeah, well, the day she flew up, there was a big storm. So they were delayed like an hour. So I think she spent more time at the airport than she would have just driving. But, <laughs> but why flight. is that better? For some reason, it's better to spend that time in the airport than it is in the car. Because you're not in charge yeah. of the car. I mean, you're not in charge of the plane. Yeah. So it's more relaxing. Yeah. Well, you don't have to pay gas. So, yeah, it worked out great. Erin came with me on a lot of my Honolulu overnights. She she got to know the hotel there very well. Oh, nice. Yeah, and a couple of times you bid them back to back with dad. And so okay. then you would leave us there and then dad's flight would come in and we'd just stay in the same room. Uh-huh. And then they That's would... That's perfect. So, I know. Isn't that cool? But you remember we, we had our mom on early when we started recording and our mom had said she wanted to be a flight attendant growing up remember that yeah and so he said we could have been flying this whole time we yeah. could have blamed her for we could have been hanging out in hawaii overnight by ourselves yeah but she decided <laughs> to work at the forest service or something yeah thanks a lot mom <laughs> <laughs> we, we found it either way so now we need to see someone work for the hotels it's funny do you have any trips coming up i'm actually going to iceland on another contiki trip at the end of september oh very cool mm-hmm how long will you I, it be is, there? I think the tour is nine days. Wow. Uh, it was actually the first purchase I made with my big girl job. My first paycheck came in, and I immediately spent it on this vacation <laughs> for March of 2020, which obviously I did not go. So finally, two years later, getting to go to Iceland. I'm very excited. What's the thing you're lo- looking forward to the most there? Are you going to see the lights, the northern lights, or what kind of... I was hoping to see the Northern Lights. I think I'm going to be cutting it close to being in season for that. But I am really excited to they're doing a glacier hike. Awesome. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Just so pretty there. Or it looks pretty. I see all the waterfalls that I've seen from pictures look amazing there. Right. Yeah. Stunning. So. Yeah. You, did you guys see when Jake's on a plane? Yeah. His Iceland. His, his pictures he, were awesome. Yeah, he did a glacier hike. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. And um, the other night, I was up in the flight deck going to London, and I saw the Northern Lights. So they're still there. Okay. That's awesome. The pilots called called the flight attendants and said, hey, we are looking at Northern Lights. Does anyone want to come up? And out of nine flight attendants, I was the only one that came up. But I came up because I'm an av geek. Is that a code word for something or just that's the Northern Lights? No, they... they... <laughs> 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 It was good. Yeah, that's good. Was it pretty up there? That'd be pretty cool to see from the flight deck. They were cool, and I have a picture. So, oh, you do? I took a picture. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I want to see. And it's it's really cool because it's the Northern Lights and the Moon. Very cool at the same time. So, yeah. Well, that'd be a fun trip. Are you gonna? Is it the the lagoons up there? Like, are the mud baths? Is that in Iceland? Are you gonna do that? Yes, those like thermal pools. Yeah. 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 The Blue Lagoon is the big like Instagrammy one. So of course the tour is gonna take us to that one. But we get there a little bit early and I was thinking about, you know, venturing out to a couple of the other ones that are less touristy. But yeah, nice. I guess you get you do a face mask and a hair mask. I don't know. And are you t- are you taking boyfriend this time or are you, are you going to the other singles? That okay. was his bir- his Christmas gift two years ago was to come with me on this trip. Nice. Very Fun. cool. Mm-hmm. That's on my list of places to go. 
I would love to see Iceland as well, yeah. Lara gets to fly over every week. Well, thanks for being our guest. Yeah, thanks for coming Thanks on. for having me. Okay, so we are total av geeks, and we are going to Dorkfest. I don't think we should say we're dorkfest. I don't think we should. If we say that, I don't want to... Make people Does that, that excuse like people like I'm not an av geek? So yeah, I, I don't think we we should have it be like oh I was I don't feel like I am so I don't I don't know I love when Tony tells people that we're going to Dorkfest because their faces get really confused <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're admitting to going to something that's called Dorkfest and then she'll quickly like explain she's like it's for like aviation and planes and airline people yeah it's not just I mean there's planes there's burgers we've got a lot of people coming. Because there's so much to offer there. It is. It's going to be fun. That's what we're going to have people from Dallas. Raleigh. Raleigh. Chicago. DC, Chicago, Fargo, oh, that's Phoenix. Right, Fargo. We're going to meet with people from there, like Steve Tao. So there's going to be people coming from all over. And we still have a bunch of people that are still thinking about So this weekend, if you're if you're listening now, this coming weekend, we're going to be in LA. And our plans are, do you want to tell them? On Friday. We what get is- in on... We're planning on getting in early Friday. Friday, I think. I think the one I'm listed on is early or midday. It's like eleven thirty to noon, but we'll get in there whenever we can. But yeah, so we're, we're planning on getting in the morning, and then we'll have Friday where we've got a people, a few people we're going to record with. But we're just planning on being in the air um, around the hotel area, and we'll go to dinner. So if you're there Friday, come let us know. Saturday's the official Dork Fest. We just had Brett on last week, so if you haven't go listen to him, we'll, we'll talk about. We talked about what? Yeah, official Dorkfest is 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. To 1. Right outside of the In-N-Out Burger. And it was fun. Last year we were there and we met some of our listeners that we didn't even know. Got to meet some other people like Brandon. Mm-hmm. Brandon. People, but it was fun to meet a lot of those people. And it's just, it's aviation. It's dorks. We're dorks. But it's not. There's it's something for, for everyone. It is for everyone. I think even my wife, Katie, that's not into aviation would love it. Because it's just come meet us and hang out with us and. See the planes fight over your head was fun and it's exciting. In and out's right there, so it, it's fun. It'll be, and then also we're planning on getting together that early afternoon evening and maybe going over to Proudbird with our group. So if you listen, let us know so we can let you know. Hey, we're going to go over and have drinks or a, a kind of small meal or just kind of spend time together and get to know you and know us. And At Proudbird, and then afterwards, like speed dating with our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be fun. I think it's going to be a fun weekend. So if you're free this weekend. Come, come join us. It's always fun to meet all of you. And LA is always beautiful. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right, so let us know, and we'll see you guys this weekend. At Dorkfest. Bye. This has been Non-Rev Lounge. This episode was sponsored by Staff Traveler, which is the number one app to get your non-rev loads. It is used by over 400,000 people from all airlines in the world and built to make your non-rev trips easy and stress-free. Sign up now for free at stafftraveler.com forward slash nonrev lounge. So do you work on those flights? Right. Yes, I do work. <laughs> I've heard about the bunk. I've heard about <laughs> she, work. She's the feeder. What does that mean, the feeder? She says that one of the pilots is just sits there and eats. That's all. So she says that the flight attendant version of that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, she's the one that won't let the non-revs up in business class. And everyone's mad at her. And I tell every single crew that story so they all get mad at her. <laughs> That's my, perfect. <laughs> it's, it's my own personal shaming campaign. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> My poor daughter's laughing at me. <laughs>